No matter where you are, it's Texas Standard Time on this October 30th, 2018. I'm David Brown. Thanks so much for spending a bit of your Tuesday with us. Listening to the news this morning, I was thinking about a phrase I hadn't heard in a while. It seemed to be rather popular in the 90s as the American conversation turned to something called the culture wars. The phrase I'm thinking about, wedge issues. During election cycles, commentators noted that certain politicians would trot out so-called wedge issues to galvanize the base or force a wedge into an opponent's campaign to separate the hardliners from the moderates. In the old days, gay marriage was often described as a wedge issue. Abortion rights, too. Crime has been a frequent go-to over the years. But in the run-up to Election Day 2018, it's hard to argue that there's any issue more divisive at the moment than immigration, what might be described as a wedge issue that's been around in the U.S. since long before the term was ever coined. Case in point, two front-page items we'll be focusing on today a little later in the broadcast. We'll explore the president's declaration of his intention to unilaterally end birthright citizenship. But first, a plan that is already in motion. You may have heard last week that the White House was sending 800 active duty troops to the border to defend against what the president has been describing as an invasion, specifically a caravan of thousands of would-be asylum seekers from Central America. Well, now the White House is ratcheting things up on the border more than fivefold. Julian Aguilar is reporting on this story for the Texas Tribune, and he joins us now from his base in El Paso. Julian, welcome back to the Texas Standard. Thanks for having me back on. So we are talking about an increase in the number of troops that the Defense Department plans to send to the border. What is the latest? Well, the latest, uh, as you mentioned, um, we initially thought 800 troops uh, less than 24 hours ago. We were told that that's the amount that's uh, on their way just to Texas, part of a total of 5,200. So more than 5,000 active duty military personnel does indeed drive a, a wedge, as you alluded to earlier. So they're on their way. They're going to be here um, in El Paso and Brownsville and um, Arizona, California, by the end of the week, according to General uh, O'Shaughnessy, who spoke yesterday uh, about this issue with the CBP Commissioner McClellan. Um, and, uh, you know, the president's delivering on one of his um, most divisive promises, if he can't get his wall and he can't, you know, end um, certain asylum people, if he can't get around uh, banning people from certain countries, then he's going to do what he can. And in this case, it's putting more than 5,000 military units on the Texas-Mexico border or on the U.S.-Mexico border. I C- uh, CPB, uh, just to be clear, that's Customs and Border Protection. Why the escalation, though? Why from 800 to this jump to 5,200? It's unclear what happened over the course of the last 72 hours. But with respect to what they're going to be doing with Customs and Border Protection, we have to remember that the U.S. military, active duty, or National Guard Reserve, they're prohibited um, unless there's extreme circumstances from policing their own people. So what we have, you know, less than 24 hours after this announcement is people already criticizing this as a, as a waste of taxpayer money, as nothing more than show. But this really is something unprecedented. Speaking with the Texas Border Coalition on Monday, they've always taken National Guard deployments on the chin. They said, look, they work behind the scenes. You can't mm-hmm. really see them. You don't even know that they're here unless right. you walk into a restaurant or something. This is going to be something that people are expecting is going to be completely different. We're talking 150 miles of razor wire to pop up makeshift barriers along the border. We're talking helicopter companies. We're talking mobile command posts, mobile you know, mash units and medical tents. I mean, this is going to be something that we, we see in other countries, I think. And if the president's 
desire is to sway, you know, undecided voters by this military buildup. Well, I think that's going to be an experiment that we'll see how that plays out a week from the day. Yeah, I want to make sure I'm clear on something. You're saying razor wire. So even though that we don't have a literal uh, wall made of concrete or, or what have you, as uh, the president advertised uh, during his campaign, this sounds like it would be an effective wall if you're putting up razor wire al- along the border. You're effectively shutting down the border. The the general said uh, during his press conference with the, the CBP commissioner yesterday that they have 22 miles ready, 22 miles of concertina wire, which is the sort of circular uh, razor wire you see on top of detention centers or prisons. Um, and they had about another 125, another 130 miles ready for deployment wherever they needed it uh, on the border. So, yeah, this is this could be just a makeshift barrier wherever they decide they need it. Uh, these helicopter companies, they can deploy CBP officers within a minute's notice wherever they are. You're going to see you already do see CBP helicopters hovering over the border uh, with a lot more frequency. So this is going to be it's definitely going to be a show. Let's focus on that uh, caravan that uh, began in Honduras, still hundreds of miles away from the border uh, with the U.S. and and Mexico. Uh, my assumption is that it could take weeks for them to arrive, but maybe I'm off there. What What is the latest, and how many people are we talking about? Earlier reports had said seven thousand. You're exactly right. It could take it could take several weeks, depending on what the Mexican government offers them, depending on the situations they encounter along the way, depending on, you know, some of these folks might just be out of money and have no resources left but to turn around and go back or stay in Mexico. Uh, And initially, you're correct, it started with more than 7,000 Central American migrants, mainly from Honduras. Um, And as far as reports Monday, it's it's about half of that now. Again, some folks are giving up and turning around. Some folks are realizing that Mexico is a better place to stay. Um, and some folks are just, you know, still trying to figure out their next move. And it's also unclear, obviously, in Texas, we know that the Rio Grande Valley is the entry point, has been since 2013, 2014, for a lot of these folks coming up from Central America. But we also have to remember that the previous caravan, a few months back, that they mainly went through Tijuana. We also have the ports here in New Mexico, El Paso. So we're, it's really, really uncertain where they're going to enter. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, based on history, we can assume that a good chunk are going to come through the Rio Grande Valley. But again, that's still something that's up in the air. And how many will there be? There, there are going to be fewer migrants coming up than there are going to be soldiers on the border if this full deployment takes place. Julian Aguilar reports on politics and the border for the Texas Tribune. Julian, thanks. Thank you so much.